Hey, Real Nerds. There's many ways to enjoy the Real Nerds podcast. You can listen to us on Stitcher, iTunes, and now Spotify and iHeartRadio. You can see what we're up to around town by following us at Real Nerds on Instagram. And if you want to send us your thoughts, you can email us at realnerds at gmail.com or call us at 720-6nerds5. Like us on Facebook at Real Nerds Podcast or tweet us at Real Nerds. And now on with the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Men. Listen, I have my own podcast. I have my own podcast studio. I don't really care about those. What I really care about is the Real Nerds Podcast, the best podcast in the universe, in the multiverse, in, in, on all Earth, 616 and beyond. Listen to it. Subscribe right now and uh, listen to this episode. Listen to all the episodes, but especially listen to the, listen to the one that I'm on. It might be the best. Thank you, guys. This is Real Nerds Podcast, and for over 10 years, we have seen a new movie and podcasted our experience to the world. This week, it's early, and we're outside in beautiful Denver, Colorado, because we just got out of the premiere of The Batman. Joined with me on park benches is Brad. What's up? And Zach. Hello. Hey, boys. How's it going? (laughs) Oh, not bad. (laughs) Oh man, it's been a long time since we've done a a live, like right after the movie review in the open spaces. We are the night guys. We are, and you know it's it's. I'm gonna. This is uh, the first Batman movie since The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, solo Batman. Solo movie. Batman movie. Mm-hmm. And um, today, when I was getting ready to come here, I got filled with this. Uh, joy that alex sullivan was here watching it with us and Mm -hmm. you know it's one of those things that i i wish we weren't a part of but this is which which were kind of barely anyway but yeah yeah no but i mean it's 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 still his last tweet and it's on his like twitter page still and but yeah it's just it's just interesting to me because the last time i saw a solo batman movie here was uh, for the Aurora Century 16 shooting, and July 19th. Yep, mm-hmm. and it's been exactly almost 10 years, mm-hmm. and it's interesting that it's taken that long for a new solo Batman movie. It's interesting because this was supposed to be out last year, actually. Yeah, it's supposed to be yeah. out in October. Yeah, and it did make it a full 10 years. Hmm. And yeah, so that's what we saw. We were lucky enough to score tickets. Thank you, Zach, to the uh, yeah IMAX premiere, the fan event. We got a comic book. Probably COVID, too. <laughs> uh, no, I think we're all right. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a full house in there. It was. Cut to five days later. <laughs> no, I think I'm good. I've, I'm triple vaxxed. I, I hope I'm okay. 
we, knew, we had no idea Brad was immunocompromised this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> he died for this show. <laughs> he died seeing the Batman. <laughs> he died doing what he loved. <laughs> and yeah, so it was really cool uh, coming here and it's being you know with you guys again and being outside. I mean, I, it's kind of cold, but it's kind of nice. I think it's nice. It's mild a, it's day. A, it's a nice spring breeze. Yeah. Yeah. It's not negative seven like it was all no, last week. No, I think it's like in the low 50s, but with a little wind. Yeah. Um, no, it's super nice. I mean, last week it was, you know, minus two degrees and stuff. So yeah. Can you continue doing well. Real Nerds weather from now on? Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the temperature I imagine Gotham is most of the time. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, if you've never listened to our ep- uh, show before, we have changed the format. And, I, you know, at two, I was in training today. And sometimes when you go to trainings, the people that are hosting it are really cool. And they give you, like, snacks and drinks. Did you know, like, so we, we the, my point of my story is we've flipped our colors. So red is prominent now. And black is kind of the highlight color. Variant color. Yeah. Coke Zero did it, too. They're fucking <gasps> copying us. Their cones are all red with, like, black lettering. Motherfuckers. Swear to God, guys. I swear to God. This whole world listens to our podcast. I know. We're our ideas. Setters. Coke was looking for some kind of new angle on their marketing, so they teamed up with Facebook, stole our data. Totally. You see how this, the the web. I mean, it it, it checks out. Yeah. And we totally didn't look at AMC Theaters as a logo color scheme and didn't take from them either. No, Dude. AMC, we more cer- like we certainly Boner been, MC. We still haven't been inspired by their pricing model, so clearly not <laughs> <No>. their imagery. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so we have a new format. If you've been listening to us for a long time, big shout out to uh, Ian from all the way from England, who every week gives us a shout out on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, to follow along. So thank you for all that. Um, Corinne was here as well, but she's going to a Mardi Gras party with the king cake where there's a baby in it. And I always thought that was weird. I don't understand. There's probably some like really historical and significant thing about the baby in the cake. I just don't know it. You put the baby in the king cake and you mm-hmm. drink the bowl up. Put the, yeah, no, that didn't work. No. I think it needs to be a lime and a coconut. Yes. Yeah, that does not sound as cool as podcasting about the Batman for sure. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. So uh, we'll tell you if we recommend the film or not, play the trailer, and then we will get into spoilers. This is a superhero movie, so expect them. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also have some the big Hollywood comeback. I don't know what the news is. Zach will call in with the news. Um, yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't seen what that is yet. Um, uh, there was a terrible flood, and uh, a lot <laughs> of people died. Speaking oh, of which, <laughs> make sure you have two of every species: a man and a woman. Uh, that's well, Noah's Ark you, reference. You know what? <laughs> you, you you lack vision. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brad. This is kind of your jam. Batman is your favorite. Even though I probably have more Batman comics than you now. Oh, yeah. Like, do you think? I don't know. I, I do Do you have, still still get them? Uh, I, I don't know if you've seen me collect, like, most of the 80s and 90s comics. Oh, so no, no. I have a pretty continuous run from, like, I don't know, 89 to Oh, yeah. You, you, you totally blow me out of the water. Yeah. So I, I have Batmans pretty much from uh, The Return of the Red Hood. Uh, so was that uh, early 2000s, mid-2000s? Yeah, maybe mid-2000s. Uh, on. And then uh, I'm more of a, um, I collect specific characters. So Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy um, are my two favorite Batman villains. So I, I have a lot yeah. of like smattering of comics. And I, I was at a comic store today and they had the first appearance of Poison Ivy uh, graded for $1,600. Oh, and you, you picked it up, of course. And I go, huh, 
I do have credit cards. I don't I think my have. I don't think my wife would kill me, right? Damn it! I shouldn't have bought we, that we've last action hero this. figure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, so, she so clearly remember, talked to me over re, Zoom. Re, re, remember how you were mad that I got a seventy dollar <laughs> action figure? Yeah, you can't get mad at this one. But no, this, it's cool. this one's an investment, honey. Yeah, no, I've I've never seen the actual actual comic in the wild before, so it's kind of cool to see. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, actually, I was referencing just the Batman comic. Mm-hmm. I I have detected cock. Detective Comics runs. I have that whole run of Gotham Knights. Oh, yeah. Um, for a while, I did have Nightwing, Robin, and Catwoman, and that's it, but I sold those, actually. So hmm. I randomly pick up Catwoman because it's pretty interesting right now, and Poison Ivy's pop, pop, uh, popping up a lot. Yeah. I think she's, like, the main villainess this year because they fear state and stuff's going on. But anyways, Brad, do you recommend the new movie, The Batman? Yeah, I think I said it last week when I was like, I've had a bunch of good Batman movies in my life uh, so far. So I didn't have anything I expected out of this. Um, and for the beginning of the movie, I was a little tepid on what was going on because the tone is so different from those other movies. Uh, but by the end, I was, I loved it. I was so into it. Um, it's the Batman chasing an actual mystery a movie that we've wanted for years. It's not all about, you know, action set pieces. There's some good action set pieces in this, but you know, I'd say that's maybe half an hour of the runtime. The rest of it's a, dr- a very dramatic, um, and actually doesn't explore Batman's psyche for once. It's really, really focuses on a mystery and solving clues, um, even if it was hard to keep up. So, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I don't know if it's like my favorite Batman. Like, it's, I don't think it's going to replace my favorite Batman movies, but it's 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 at the top. It's it's it, it's in a good place. Zach? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was... I, I kind of tried to avoid trailers going in as much as I could beyond what was showing in a theater. Didn't really look up any reviews. The only blurb that I saw ahead was the the detective movie we've been wanting. And I was very satisfied on that front. Um, Pattinson's great. Uh, I love Colin Farrell in the film. Paul Dano crushes it. Um, it's interesting to watch a Batman film that tackles some form of social contemporary issue in a way that isn't belittling or demeaning to the audience. And uh, lastly, it's an epic three-hour detective movie. Like, I didn't think I was going to get that, and I enjoyed it. So, yeah. Um, and to get to watch it with you guys on a big IMAX theater was a fucking blast. So, yeah, I, absolutely. If you haven't gone, If you haven't seen it yet... Do that, please. They Thank probably you. haven't always seen your early screening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm talking to them in the future. Yeah, uh, here's my non-spoiler review. See it. Now, here's a trailer for the Batman.
trying to reach you. Find the gun! This is a powder keg. And Rither's to match. I can take care of myself. If this continues, it won't be long before you've nothing left. I don't care what happens to me. It's only gonna get worse for you. Hear everything they say, ain't you? Maybe we're not so different. Who are you under there? I'm vengeance. So now that we're in spoiler territory, I just want to say, remember, I, 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 I'm pretty sure I have this down on the podcast, but remember my idea for a Batman movie where Thomas Wayne is kind of the villain? Yeah. For Batman? There you go. I'm telling you, Warner Bros. is listening to our show, man. I know, I know. <laughs> Even uh, better Matt Reeves. Well, I think, uh, so th- the Batman picks up Batman in his second year where he is trying to inspire fear into the villains of Gotham and not I'm not talking about you know like Killer Croc or something I mean you know just bad guys hoodlums spray gangsters gangsters and stuff and it goes into really interesting territories about what he inspires and uh, I mean that's the the basic premise of a three-hour movie is Batman is establishing himself as someone to be afraid of Mm -hmm. and the consequences of the that. consequences of your actions will make the Batman show up. And I, I, there's little things in this film I absolutely love. One, I think Matt Reeves is an incredible director, and I think he directs it in a really cool way. It feels uh, like a '70s noir film, and even you think you know how it's going to play out. Um, with the Riddler being a serial killer, which I think is an interesting take on the Riddler. I mean, it's not fresh. I mean, people have been saying that for years. Yeah. And I'm sure there's... I haven't read all the issues, but I'm sure they've done that in the comics at some point. I don't point. remember the Riddler being a killer, though. You mentioned a 70s noir feel to this, mm-hmm. by the way, though. A lot of POV shots, a lot of Hitchcock influence yeah. pounding through here. I was very surprised. There's a lot of out-of-focus stuff to really keep you in the in the mystery angle of everything. It's yeah, really, really it, well shot. But, you know, what's cool, too, is it does blend genres. Because, I mean, the opening is a horror film. You know, mm. the, the killing <laughs> of the mayor by the Riddler is shot how I always... I always think it's creepy uh, in slasher films or stalker films if the villain's there and the other people don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, he, you, you think he could, you should be able to see him. And I mean, even our, our audience gasped when the, I don't know, the TV turned on 
and you saw the Riddler and you knew that he had a bigger end game. And that was a, one of the things I was impressed by is every time I thought Batman had like solved the story, this whole mystery, there okay. was like a new angle on it that he was, a uh, he, he was uh, quite often behind the Riddler, like two steps behind the Riddler most of the time. Okay. Here's, here's an observation. You know how the big sleeps convoluted is all heck. Cause you mm-hmm. think it's over and then it just keeps going. This did that, but didn't get convoluted in the process. No, it's <laughs> it, it, it facilitated the story. It's you, you every time you think you would solve what's going on, even the stuff with Thomas Wayne, you think you know the end game. You think you know the story, and then Alfred like pulls out another card. Yeah, that's like hold on a minute, Master Wayne. Yeah, and it's, um, and I mean the. The only time, I mean, it's great in IMAX, but when you really felt the IMAX was this totally badass car chase with a penguin, mm-hmm. with the Batmobile, and you could feel the, like the vibrations in the theater. Oof, yeah. um, and, and it's all mostly low angles. There's yeah. no grand wide shots through the whole thing. Yeah, it's very claustrophobic. Yeah. Um, Feels very dangerous. Yeah, and it's, yeah, Robert Pattinson's great. I, you know what I really noticed in this film, too, that I loved? Is he's Batman more than he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. He's not Bruce Wayne hardly ever in this film. He rejects being Bruce Wayne right out of the gate. Yeah, and he's only Bruce Wayne when it serves a purpose. When he goes to the mayor's memorial because he's trying to fl- uh, fl- push out, out, flesh yeah. out the Riddler. Or when he's like at at Alfred's bedside, like he kind of like sheds a little bit of a Bruce Wayne side to it to have this conversation with and Alfred. It, and it was an interesting dynamic too, where uh, Bruce doesn't really like Alfred. You know, he's you know. He kind of rejects his love and rejects uh, his. Kind of sees him as a nag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he and he doesn't realize until after Alfred is hurt. I mean, Spider Man's going to kill main characters. Batman pulled its punches, but uh, <laughs> 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 um, but it, it's an. But you need that scene though. Actually, I, I think you need it to prove that Alfred was trying to is always trying to protect the Wayne family. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, Thomas Wayne made some mistakes with his um, enemies because he's trying to keep his wife a secret or being crazy or something. He had that line about, like, yeah, you, yeah I could teach you to fight. I could keep you safe. But you needed a father. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, so it's kind of an interesting dynamic because usually, you know, Alfred's his closest confidant. And in this, it's, he kind of rejects that, even though Alfred desperately wants to be. Mm-hmm. He even, even to the point of wanting to solve, he he solves some of the clues for him. Yep. He he deciphers the this. By the way, this because the Riddler is a serial killer. We're getting Zodiac shit in this movie, yeah. <laughs> like decipher codes and whatnot, like strewn all about his traps and whatnot. But yeah, but to, you know, to touch on what Brad and you guys were saying is, he's the Batman's a little behind, and because even when he thinks he's solved who the rat is, and he thinks it's the Penguin. And, you know, they confront him and James Gordon confront the penguin and the penguin's like, you guys are fucking idiots. <laughs> like, I, even I know the difference between this stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, every time you think you're taking a step forward, you kind of take a step back. And I think that's another testament to the film is you feel like you are the Batman in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, where you think you know what you're going to do and then you're a little behind. He calls that murder weapon a chisel. And then the cop says, like, no, that's a flooring Thing. Yeah, or a, a was it Tucker? Yeah, yeah. it's like oh. How, how often in a Batman movie prior have we actually been put in the Batman's position to a visual, literal degree because of all those times we're peeping in? 
Yeah. Like that that's like kind of like a that's a unique trait that Reeves brings to this that no other ones they they always feel like grand operatic, the mm-hmm. previous ones. This one feels a little bit more like I can close it in. You you mentioned the claustrophobia in the car scene. It's everything in yeah. this movie. Up until perhaps what are we in the point now where we can really talk about the, yeah. the flooding of Gotham? Yeah. <laughs> I did not think we were gonna get apocalyptic Gotham underwater kind of thing, but Yeah, it's it's just fascinating too because I you think you know the Riddler's endgame because they even set it up when uh, Batman's in his apartment and he thinks the end game is that he figured out who Batman is mm-hmm. and that he that's why he's being targeted and then you yep. ha- I was gonna I forgot to ask you guys like initially when he goes to see him in Arkham I think that the Riddler does know who he is but does is the Riddler just talking about Bruce Wayne and not he's just talking he's about Bruce Wayne yeah he's yeah. talking about Bruce because Wayne because they, they do that like they, fl- they trick you with him looking at the camera the camera's capturing everything mm. but then he says but we got him. We 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 got everybody but him, and that's when it's just like okay, and he doesn't know who I am. It's reminiscent of. I mean, my two favorite scenes in any Batman series is obviously the Dark Knight interrogation scene, and then you have one here too, where the villain outwits Batman, and Batman thinks that's why I love this moment. Batman thinks he's going for one reason: is to keep his identity a secret, or say. I mean, I don't know what his eventual endgame with the Riddler would be, but when Batman learns that he inspired the Riddler to get rid of the crime Mm -hmm. and do it in a violent way, it's such a great tale. And that's why Batman's redemption at the end, when he's, um, you know, saving the people from the Riddler copycats and Batman is literally leading people to safety... I think is really cool. There's a there's something haunting about what the Riddler's plan is, which really we we see it unfold in that kind of like, you know, like that social media video where he's basically taking on the the rants and ravings of these like fucking whack jobs we've seen the last couple of years and putting it to practice in this film. One of those haunting things is watching a bunch of Riddlers or Riddler mm-hmm. henchmen, I guess. Um, all with snipers and just that it's one of the most uncomfortable but what it too it, it kind of did a callback to Joker as well mm-hmm. where the Joker inspired all these people in uh, the prequel different universe maybe not different universe the fleck the fleckiverse the fleckiverse <laughs> the fleckiverse um, <laughs> but it it is and then I, I love too that this is why Paul Dano's great in it is when he's sending these videos to the news because they're sensationalism and that's what they're and he's like but then he's like hey guys thanks for following me (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's really makes him even more kind of creepy and it's a version of the riddler that's interesting and we're we're under the possible auspices of him coming back because of the tease we get which I don't know how that's like the, the maybe the only thing that I wasn't so hot on in the movie was the tease for what we're probably going to get, which is Joker next. But I don't care. That's cool. It's still a great movie. It, it feels redundant. Like after Batman begins to tease the Joker for yeah. its sequel. Yeah. So I was kind of hoping it was some D level villain. Yeah. Or I mean, I, I, try, I try to think of like what villain they could bring in. I told um, you King Tut. <laughs> yeah. King Tut. <laughs> mm. um, I mean, the, 
it's hard because when you uh, when you do uh, films like this, is everything is grounded. So that's why you know the penguin makes sense. Be- not Danny DeVito penguin, but the gangster penguin. Although we do see Catwoman and the Penguin in a room together, and I thought, oh, are we going to get some weird yeah. Tim Burton nonsense again? Thankfully, but I'm trying no. to think what other villain, because Black Mask is going to be in Batgirl, so they're not going to do Black Mask. Well. I, I'm trying to think of another villain they could have where an audience would react to him. Um, and I guess we should say, uh, yeah, the Joker shows up in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Barry Keoghan, yeah. whatever his name is. Um I'm actively trying to think, so just keep going. I'm trying to think of a villain you could do. Yeah, I was thinking Hugo Strange has to be like a scientist at Arkham. Well, yeah, I mean, he um, could still be at Arkham. Yeah. I mean, I would... <laughs> personally, I'd love if they did like a Harleen Quinzel doctor and then Harley Quinn shows up and... Um, oh. You know, it's, and that's how the Joker and the Riddler get out is she falls in love with a Joker. and if, if they're trying to go for a more socially conscious angle on these Batman films, because like, I'm not saying that's the predominant thread in this movie, so don't worry, guys. But uh, if they're going to do that, maybe Poison Ivy? Yeah, I mean, it, Poison Ivy's tough, too, because... She's a little supernatural. Yeah, yeah. but I mean... Because I was if, about to say Clayface, too, but... Yeah, yeah that, oh, I'd love a Clayface. <laughs> I, I love Feet of Clay as some of my favorite Batman stuff ever. But if you make... I guess if you make Poison Ivy... It, a terrorist where she like an eco terrorist yeah, yeah. eco terrorist i i mean it'd work you could i don't think you could have her well i don't know i don't know if you could have her controlling plants and stuff yeah i, I think you would still just have her as dr pamela isley and she's really a terrorist and she goes after corporations and yeah i, I don't know I, I don't know what you would do um and that's why I don't get paid a lot of money. I just sit here and enjoy it and hope they pull it off I, and obviously they have an idea of what they're going to do um, because Batman is trying to change his image and he's trying to be the savior that Gotham wants. Inspire hope. Inspire hope. Yeah. yeah. Interesting note too. Um, I guess it doesn't feel like he's trained for seven years with the League of Shadows in this universe. Yeah. I got the, I got the impression that a lot of his training came from Alfred, which mm. ties into Alfred having... His back, his background as an agent of sorts. So, yeah. it's not yeah. how Ra's al Ghul is going to figure into this story. Yeah, I mean, if at all, I don't know. Maybe not because he is like he's tough, but he's a little sloppy right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and but that's what I liked. It's I mean, he's still year two, so he's not a rookie. So he's a little sloppy in some of his fighting, and I think it's cool how it came across. And I really dug fight. like his teamwork with Jim Gordon. Yeah, oh. like, he's not just a guy who like shows up and leaves most of yeah. the time. Short, yeah. of, short of them driving all the time together in a back car, <laughs> it was like one of the best buddy cop movies I've seen in a while. Speaking of the Batmobile, the reveal at the uh, like the stakeout when it's just it's growling in the corner and yeah. the penguin penguins oh. getting a little afraid. Uh, like I oh like the design of the car hasn't been like spectacular to me like the Anton first Batmobile was still like tops yeah but like it just being in the corner and just booting up basically. like it's a character it's a, yeah. men- it's a menacing presence and he's working with a lot of shadow in this film so it's just odd oh I mean when much. he uh, goes after the penguin after he flips his car and it has the spur sound and it's, mm-hmm. he's like a, a gunslinger walk I mean. That's really. I mean, it's one of the coolest shots I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. It's just really cool. Yeah, and there's actually some nice uh, because it's the Riddler. We do get a little bit of humor with the riddles. This one, like pitch black humor, 
but like there were like small little. Oh yeah, the, the thumb drive. The thumb yeah. drive. Oh, <laughs> Which my the God. people in the front row loved. <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't tell. <laughs> I, I oh, I count me as part of the front row then because I enjoyed the shit out of that joke. No, they very they very much verbalized how much they enjoyed yeah. it. It was one of those moments where I was just like, you know what, Batman sixty six is still fucking cool, <laughs> but they just decided to do the saw version of that joke. Yeah, yeah. Then I, I almost forgot to say I also appreciated how this movie makes Gotham feel like a character again yeah because like the nolan movies are great but it just feels like new york and chicago most of the time and uh there's some elements that make this seem like it's structured like new york because like the finale's in gotham square garden yeah um but the the architecture felt like a city falling apart again yeah and the shadows worked really well and because you're right because batman used them so it felt like another character for sure but i also appreciated times when batman just shows up at the front door oh yeah that was awesome I want to see the penguin. <laughs> know who I am? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's actually kind of a, a, a really fun, long running joke is him fucking up the twins. And every time you see him, they're more <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah. It's just, there's little things. I mean, it's not a funny movie, but it's, there's moments in it that are really fun. Yeah. Um, Cause it's, you know, it's way more grounded and gritty than Spider-Man. And, um, and that's fine. I think the one thing that, I do appreciate about DC is they take a lot of chances. Um, not all of them stick, but lately their movies have been pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I think that's because they just like, okay, well, whatever. We'll make the suicide squad. Just make the movie that makes sense for the story you're telling. Don't worry about building franchises. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, you know, people are going to go see this movie and a lot of people. So you don't have to worry about, Oh, what's going to happen next. Yeah. You can do a little tease with the Joker, but that's about all you need. You don't need, you know, Bruce Wayne or Batman walking through Arkham Asylum and he passes Calendar Man and, you know, Scarface and all his it, other villains. It, it treats the ending as if we know what the thematic element is going to be going forward and not the villain plot or yeah. the overarching scheme of everything. And, it's, you know, lately, too, I've loved that comic book movies have solved how to have a lot of villains in movies and make them work. I, I mean, you, you had Falcone, you had the Penguin, the Riddler, John, Catwoman. John Turturro's in a Batman movie. And he's Who the great. fuck would have called that? He's great. And that's what I mean. It's There's a lot of villains in this, but they all have an arc, and they all pull it off really well. So I I, I, yeah. I think it's cool. I actually it, thought we were going to see Harvey Dent when the it DA It did got have killed. a kind of a feel that, but, yeah. well, I mean, he might show up now because the other <laughs> DA got blown up. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Two-Face can come back. <laughs> yeah, a lot of this borrows from the, the long Halloween yeah. um, graphic novel. Uh, so I think that's where I was kind of wasn't, like, surprised at more things in the movie. Yeah. So I kind of wish that, it, you know, maybe if I had okay. read the, that, I would have. The long Halloween's maybe. Th- it's one of the greatest Batman stories for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think it's my favorite. But I can't think of, like, a more iconic, like, storyline in Batman I mean, I loved the the Hush uh, like oh, Easter yeah. egg was fun. I think actually Hush would be a cool villain because he could yeah. uh, or he could come back and or you he would set him up as like his childhood buddy though. Yeah, or he could just be from the orphanage too. But the Riddler was in charge of that like yeah. scheme, so yeah. I might be stupid suggest. Oh, I might be stupid suggesting this, but freeze maybe. I'd like freeze. to see them like modernize Freeze. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they could. Because last time he was cinematic was Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but 
yeah, some like Heart of Ice style. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd have to. I, I don't know how you would. I mean, I guess you could be just a geneticist and yeah. just take away the freeze gun. Yeah, and just. I mean, he'd just be Doctor Victor Freeze. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know. It's like doing some experiments or something. Yeah, but this world doesn't also seem devoid of. We can go in crazy directions if possible. Oh yeah, like. You might see it where it kind of evolves slowly into a place where maybe you can get a killer croc or maybe you can get man bad or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it, the one thing I like about it is because it's not tied to an overarching universe plan. I mean, I would love Clayface, some, someone who can change their appearance constantly and Batman can't figure out who he is. That'd be awesome. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. This Batman, holy shit, yes. I think it just comes down to theme because the, the theme of this was like, how to inspire hope instead yeah. of vengeance mm-hmm. um, and dealing with, um, you know, just the institutions failing you. Yeah. Failing the public trust. So if there's a theme that you can mine out of a guy whose appearance changes constantly. Yeah. I don't know. They, they kind of tackle a lot of stuff like poverty and yeah. um, crime. And I mean, and, my guess is the ne- next movie will be Bruce Wayne trying to save the image of his family by helping the new mayor and you know donate money to rebuild things and yeah public image could be a thing with clayface yeah like batman's trying to rehabilitate his image while some washed up actors (laughs) dealing with his demons yeah no i'm i don't know i'm totally down i mean i want to see where it goes yeah i'm interested yeah wonderful three-hour batman movies Mm -hmm. yeah i'm totally down fuck more the merrier I can't wait to see it again. <laughs> I know. I'll probably... we s- got to wait till Thursday at least. Ugh. I know. Well, I, yeah, I have... I have to work tomorrow and Thursday, but then I have a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, so I will be seeing it at some point. Got that Alamo pass. Hell yeah. As much as I want. Hell yeah. I'll see it during the day when... Like Monday or something. Midday. I wish I could see it right now. Wonderful. Cool. Sweet. So yeah, go see the Batman. Yep. And we'll see you in the other segments, I guess. Yeah. Zach will call in some um, news story, I'm sure. Martin Scorsese discovered the cure for cancer. I good, don't know. good. <laughs> Here, here's what the other nerds had to say this week. It's real news. Well, Zach didn't send us his news in box office like we wanted him to, so now I have to do it. And not a ton of exciting news this week, just some notable things. Uh, basically a bunch of this major studios aren't releasing their movies in Russia for the foreseeable future. James Earl Jones is getting a theater named after himself. So that's pretty cool. Kenneth Branagh says there's another Poirot script, no, Poirot script in the works. So there might be a third of his uh, version of that series. Free guys looking at a franchise treatment. Yeah, I think everything's pretty quiet while the Batman comes out this weekend and makes an impact. And we'll see. I think all of the industry is looking to see how that does before we get uh, the new stuff announced. So, yeah, that's the news for this week. And here's the big box office comeback for this week. Okay, the big box office comeback for this week um, is Uncharted. Uh, in its second week, was number one again. And at the end of this week, it will face off against The Batman, which we're pretty sure will take the crown next week. But uh, 
yeah, Uncharted made another $23 million in its second week, and uh, the Batman's going to break pandemic records. Uh, probably not Spider-Man level, but it's definitely going to be up there. Um, but yeah, that's what the box office is doing this week. Hey, film buddies, follow me around Denver. This weekend, the Esquire Midnights are featuring The Shining on March 4th and 5th, so check that out. And next week, they have Akira for March 11th and 12th. And I will most definitely be there March 18th and 19th for Mad Max Free Road. So, so yeah, that's what's going on around town. And now it's time for Brad's Exhibition Etiquette, your weekly guide of tips and tricks to help you not get dumb dickhead at the movies. No jokes or snark this week, just real recommendations for the Alamo Pass and the Unlimited Pass. Um, the Alamo Pass is $19 a month, and the Regal Pass is $21, I think, and some change. Uh, but I've been using them for about two years now, and as someone who sees more than two movies a month, uh, both are fantastic. Um, the Alamo Pass, you do get a surcharge of $1.79 because you have to use the app now to make purchases um but still like uh, uh, if you see more than two movies a month that you're still saving a ton of money um so definitely take advantage of that because uh yeah if, if you see maybe one a month then go ahead and just stick with what you're doing but um at least see two and then everything after two you're just um you're taking advantage of them so uh highly recommended um you know at the alamo you're getting all the bonuses of the you know the rules and the in the in the menu that they have um and regal i pretty much save for all the movies that i'm you know alamo pass i use for the movies like i know i'm gonna see and then the regal pass i take care of all the movies i'm interested in and want to give it give a shot to and um yeah so uh, most of the time i end up seeing you know four weeks in a month i see at least one a week so it kind of balances out i've paid about as much as i normally would saved a couple dollars but everything i go see after that is just gravy so um yeah that's uh my tip and trick for the week hey nerds it's corinne sorry i'm calling in with my thoughts about the batman because i was not able to stay and hang out with the nerds after we all saw it together i ended up going to a mardi gras party but uh <laughs> I have to say, I and I know I'm in the minority, but I was not a fan. I'm glad that the nerds liked it. I'm glad that my other friends who saw it with us all liked it. But I thought it was very long, very dark, very self-serious, borderline self-congratulatory. And I feel like I'm just going to hear that stinking score in my head all night when I'm trying to sleep. Ugh. Um, I mean, <laughs> admittedly, I was, I, uh, Robert Pattinson, like, his casting as Batman, I was like, oh, you know, I'm open to it, uh, and Zoe Kravitz is, as Catwoman, okay, sure, yeah, as Andy Serkis, yeah, and ultimately, the casting is actually really good, and the acting's great, I loved everybody in the movie, Jeffrey Wright did an excellent job as, um, Commissioner, or er, lieutenant gordon or whatever he is um and then actually i found out that paul dano 
who plays the Riddler, went to high school with my friend Brett. <laughs> um, they were, like, a great apart, but Brett was like, yeah, it's, like, really interesting to, like, see him on the big screen. And I'm like, yeah, that would be weird. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just had a problem or, yeah, just had a problem with the movie. And it was just so long and, and dark, like, literally and figuratively dark. And... <laughs> There wasn't, like, a lot of room to breathe. It was either just, like, this insane amount of action, or it was, like, rapid-fire dialogue and, and, like, loud stuff. And I, I honestly... There were some scenes I liked, but it just... It was, like, it went on way too long. And uh, <laughs> I honestly don't think I was supposed to like this movie because it's all the things about movies that I don't like. It hits a lot of those same beats that, like, Seven does or, like, those, you know, mobster crime boss movies. And those are not the movies. I don't like those movies. And it's weird because it's, like, I like The Dark Knight. And The Dark Knight is a lot of that, you know, self-serious, dark and gritty and really grim and, uh, you know, lengthy kind of feel to it. So I'm not sure why it's like, I like the Dark Knight, but I don't like the Batman. Uh, I, I don't, I'm, I'm open to giving it a second chance, but I just, it's, it's, sorry, it's very difficult because like I said, there are aspects of it I like, but I just really don't want to see it again. But I also feel like I should give it a second chance. Like I said, glad the nerds and everybody else seemed to like it, but sorry, it was not for me. And I was not on this movie side from the beginning because I had seen the trailers a lot. And the last like two or three weeks, all of my YouTube stuff has like all the ads in front of my videos have just been the Batman TV spots. And I'm like, I'm so over this movie. Why are you all laughing at the funny line? Haven't you seen the TV spot a hundred times where she's like, don't worry, honey, I got none of them. <sighs> but yeah, sorry. Maybe if and when I watch this again, I might like it better. But on first viewing, I was not a fan. That's just where I'm at right now. So I know, I know I'm in the minority on it, but that's where I'm at. So hope you all had fun. And we'll see you at the movies. Well, a real nerd knows who shot a real nerd. Can follow the plot and a real nerd. Look at all the gods. Lights come action. Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6NERDS5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.